Alright everyone, welcome back to Draft the Universe in the Morning. Nights. 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 I'm DJ Cobblepot. And I'm the Electric Chair. And we're coming to you live from the middle of nowhere. That was Jolly Tim and the Murder Fist with their breakaway hit single, Santa Cat Attack. Oh, Santa Cat Attack. Mm. So catchy, so viral. Mm. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Coming up next is the band Carrion Crow with their hit single, Tootsie Roll Pop. But first, we're going to Traffic Band. Traffic Band. In the morning. At night. Uh, uh, okay, it's 3.30 in the morning. The only person on the road is the girl passed out in front of Joey D's. Use the left lane. Do it with more energy, Ben. It's 3.30, man. Give us a little bit more, Traffic Ben. Uh, uh the, all the lights are blinking, so st they're four-way stops. That's good to know, Traffic Ben. Very useful information. Thank you. Be safe on that morning commute, everybody. All right, everyone. This has been Draft the Universe in the Morning. Nights. Nights. And now we're going... Straight to Stinky Greek in the morning. But before that, How It Feels by the Kickstand Band. Nights. <laughs> and welcome to Draft the Universe ASMR edition. Oh yeah. Oh. Nights. All right everyone, welcome back to Draft the Universe, the Whoa, nerd fight. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, man. Did the tingles run away? The the cold open calm you down a little bit. You feel oh. in the nights. I was. I, I had. I had a, a desire to break out the old uh, Dreamcast. You know. Nice nights in the dreams, man. Good tune. Yeah. Anyways, welcome back to Draft the Universe. This is the Nerd Fight Battle Royal. It's the podcast where we pick a topic, pick a favorites, and then fight to the death, or maybe just for bragging rights. I'm Jafar. I'm Chris, and I'm Traffic Ben. And we're here doing our rock. <laughs> Traffic Ben. Traffic Ben. You woke up, man. You got that energy finally. He had he had a little nose candy. Help wake him up. <laughs> That's appropriate for almost every album that we're going to be talking about today. Oh, yeah. Um, I assume all but one. I'm looking at you, kickstand band. We love you. <laughs> Don't fake grandma's heart. Are you heart. trying to imply that the Beatles did drugs? <laughs> are you trying to imply by omission that the rest of these bands didn't? <laughs> I know for a fact cocaine was involved in 95% of the songs on the albums on my list. I believe it. And that might just be 70% from Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. I mean, I think that like 
even if Pink Floyd wasn't on drugs during Dark Side of the Moon, they the, amount of, the <laughs> amount of drugs that they inspired the use of um, probably makes it drug-related. Totally. Um, anyways, we're, we're drafting rock albums. Well, we drafted them already. <laughs> we're debating rock albums. Um, and I feel there's an important thing to start off with. I got a message from the commissioner. Yeah? Uh, he liked the changes. Uh, so our wild cards from last time are locked in. That's weird. He doesn't usually like things. And he doesn't usually just tell us something. I know, but he's paying what? attention. Hold I on. feel that this is important. Are you are you certain this message wasn't delivered to you in kind of like an allegory, maybe with a severed animal part? I mean, there were several several severed animal parts, but it was I found it scrawled on the inside of my arm. Um mm. and I feel like if he's We shouldn't have talked about him so much. Um, no, actually, this one's just in English. Oh. Now take a look at that, Chris. Ben's right. It worked. Stick with it. Huh. Well, I I feel myself ill at ease now. Yeah, like, the fact that I didn't have, like, runes just burned into the back of my eyelids, we must be making him happy. Or at least keeping him distracted, which is what we're doing here. I mean, knights. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for every, for anybody joining us for the first time, um, this is the second half of our rock band album draft. We've already drafted our favorites, and that means that today it is time to go head to head. Send them down into the uh, the mosh pit. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, send them down to the mosh pit, have them mosh, um, and whoever is crowned supreme mosher shall take away the uh, the mosh cup. See who can survive the Ticketmaster fees. Oh, man, ticket fees online. <laughs> I, I have a feeling that maybe in 20 years, um, making a joke like that will be like the equivalent of Seinfeld making a joke about airplane food. It's like, man, these Ticketmaster fees. <laughs> It's possible. Yeah, like, I, I also that wasn't an insult. It was really I, hard I, to no, not no sell you there, Chris. <laughs> I really wanted to no sell you. I'm glad I didn't. Did you not? <laughs> did you not like my Seinfeld impression? What's the deal with airplane food? You're in a pressurized tube, and it makes your taste buds work different. <laughs> the Be more happy you know. you're eating, the miracle of flight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I've got my uh, '90s CD accordion folder full of criteria. All right, before we open that up and pull out mixtapes that have the criteria written on them, mm-hmm. uh, remember that we have to pick first. Yes. We got to lock in. Yeah. And going in draft order, the first match is Chris versus Jaffer. All right. All right. We're just going to jump right into it. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it to it. Yeah, let's do it to it, man. Okay, cool. We got a lot of talking to do and a lot of good talking to do. We got a lot of good music to talk about. I know. The the research for this one was so hard. I had to listen to awesome albums. Like my uh. five of my favorite albums of all time. Oh, no. Woe is me. That said, <laughs> sometimes you remember, like, the highs of an album, and you don't remember, like, oh, there's, like, half of this that just I never listened to. Um, that definitely happened to me on one of my picks. Yeah. Um, I won't say which for the sake of um, not self-incriminating myself, uh, putting myself at an unnecessary handicap with that album. But, man, 
one of these albums was not the chum I thought it was after listening to it. <laughs> yeah. And it's um, probably not the one either of you were thinking. So uh, a little a little behind the scenes um, information. We drafted these um, immediately before uh, Memorial Day weekend, um, which meant that I got to take my quintet of excellent uh, late 60s, early 70s albums and drive north into Michigan's um, beautiful expanse blaring the music at the top of my car stereo um, while I had the windows open because I do not have air conditioning. Uh, so I got these. It was a very hot weekend. It was a very, <laughs> it, was. it was a very hot weekend. I got a very authentic experience of what it was like to listen to this music back in the seventies before there was air conditioning. Mm. I also uh, listened to all of these albums in the car um, with the windows down blaring them. Uh, not because my air conditioning is broken, but because that's just how I like to drive. It was really hot. <laughs> it was really hot. Yeah. Um, I, I think I had the windows down and the AC on at a couple points. <laughs> that's that's committing. That's, yeah. that's committing to something, isn't it? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, I'm also the guy who will drive around with half an inch of snow on the ground with the windows open and the heat on blasting. So, yeah, maybe you just like have I like wind. I like wind a lot. You like wind a lot, and maybe you've killed off a lot of the receptors in your skin that tell you what temperature it is. I'd believe that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Ben. Yeah. First topic, please. Well, no, you guys. No, have to we got to lock first. in. You got to oh, lock right, right. in. Got to lock it in, gotcha. Chris. And it's not a topic; it's a criteria. Man, yeah. did we pick some really similar uh, terminology for our podcast? Um, I'm just going to start with the top of my list. Um, one of my favorite albums of all time. It has inspired uh, many a dose of LSD um, uh, and plenty of laser light shows at which LSD was taken. Uh, Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd. I think I will... That wasn't your first pick. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. It's first on the list of things that I have written down right here. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was not my first pick. Well, I was just... I mean, it also would have worked for... Uh, Sergeant, Sergeant Pepper. Pepper. <laughs> yeah, which yeah. was your first pick. That's true. Um, it okay. also led to an LSD fever dream of a movie that nobody talks about. I think um, I will counter the best album of the 60s and 70s to have a laser light show to uh, with the best album of the 2000s and 2010s to have a laser light show to uses absolution. Which album best represents the artist? So, Chris. Yeah. How does uh, Dark Side of the Moon uh, represent Pink Floyd? 
I think that um, just to start out a little bit wider than that question, um, if you were to say what defines like the the seventies, the period, like the early seventies, the period where the the sixties were having their kind of dying gasps. If you were to ask somebody to draw a picture, you'd probably get a prism with white light going in one side and a rainbow coming out the other side. Dark Side of the Moon is about as iconic as they come. It is a prog-ish album for people who don't like prog. Um, it took the impetus of Sgt. Pepper's, uh, where the album is composed, at least in the rock sense, right? Because um, this was happening before in other genres, but where the album was being composed as an experience from front to end. And Dark Side of the Moon is almost the entire way through, even at the same art, like BPM. Um, it starts off with the, the steady 60 BPM of a human heartbeat. It ends with the steady 60 BPM of a human heartbeat. Um, it is through and through this perfect encapsulation of an era of almost every concept, everything under the sun. Um, you've got life and death, uh, time, um, you know, what is the meaning of this universe? Um, it's, it's an expansive album and, you know, virtually every song on it is a well-known song for Pink Floyd. All right. Jafar. Muse's Absolution is the turning point of a band that hadn't really figured out what their sound was. Um, they had uh, two albums before this. Yeah. That were good and they had kind of developed their hard prog rock sound that they would eventually uh, come to embody. But it's also where they started to really get into um, their ideological and theological concepts as a band. Absolution is kind of the start of Muse's whole thing of being like an atheist rock band in a way. And I don't really mean in a way. I mean, that's kind of the whole point of the album. You have got a lot of songs about the impermanence of life and what it means to die when there is nothing afterwards is um, one of the constant running themes of the album on um, the impact you have on others around you as a constant theme of the album and um, what that means. And that's really something Muse has come to embody in all of their music that follows. Um, another thing that they've really started doing in their albums that they start here is the songs leading into each other. Obviously Muse didn't create that. Um, yeah. But this is where they started to play with it and it led to more of that going forward in their music and their albums. Also, I mean, if you name a Muse song on accident, it's probably on this album. What are the songs on that album? Um, there's eight singles on this album mm -hmm. um, that are well-known. Stockholm, Stockholm Syndrome, Time is Running Out, Hysteria, Sing for Absolution, Apocalypse, Please, and Butterflies and Hurricanes. Um, their most well-known song, not on, like... I don't know, it's hard to say what their most well-known song is, to be perfectly honest. Um, Knights of Sidonia was really big for them, but that was because of Guitar Hero. That was on the album that follows this. Feeling Good was really, really big from the previous album. Yes. For a while, yeah. But, I mean, those six songs are Muse. Yeah. Um, all six of those would be on a Muse Greatest Hits track. 
album, and that's half of this album, um, more than if you take out the intro and the interlude. For the very small demographic that I'm, I'm sure is uh, super riveted in this uh, dis- description, including me, to be clear, um, I'll also profess my love for the album that comes before this one, uh, Origin of Symmetry. Which, Origin of Symmetry is a great which album. I, which I think is criminally underrated in Muse's catalog. But that's just an aside for me. Oh, no, I I really li- love Origin of Symmetry. Um, what's the one after this? Uh, uh, Black Holes and Revelations. Has my personal favorite Muse song on it, Supermassive Black Hole. Yeah, Map, um, Map of the Problematique is Yeah, awesome. that's another good one off their other album. But all of that that was to come is found here initially. Even the stuff where, that you get like in Madness. Um, and what's that funk song after Madness on Second Law? Uh, uh, Panic Station. Yeah, Panic, Station. Um, Panic Station definitely has its roots in Hysteria. Um, from a musical construction standpoint, you can definitely hear it in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I appreciate all this. I, I'm, you're probably not wrong. If you have a Pink Floyd t-shirt, it is a Dark Side of the Moon t-shirt. <laughs> I mean, I, I yeah. the, the only thing I could say to that is The Wall. But you're not wrong. Yeah, Dark yeah. Side of the Moon, quintessential Pink Floyd Um I, I'd say that it's I mean, I up think, there with the... I mean, it's either that or the wall. I think, yeah, I think that depending on the era of Pink Floyd that you were into, like, Pink Floyd has one album. Like, if you were really <laughs> into Pink Floyd at the the bare fucking end of it, um, Division Bell is a huge album from the, for the late 80s, or was it the early 90s? I think it was the early 90s. Um, but, like, if you were super into um, early Pink Floyd, then... Piper at the Gates of Dawn was probably on your wall, you know, mm-hmm. the poster. So, yeah. but I've given this one to Chris. I thank you. All right, and to be and to be fair, probably not enough people are wearing Muse T-shirts. Although their later stuff got a little full of itself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, their most recent album I'm not particularly fond of, um, but it also took me forever to come around on Second Law. Yeah, I think that like. When I first heard Madness, I was like, oh, what is this? They're a dubstep band now. And then it took me to really sitting down and listening and giving it a chance to see what they were actually doing and really yeah. enjoying it. I think Madness and Panic Station were just like the two entryways into that album. Yeah. yeah. God, Panic Station's so good. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Uh, next match is Jafar versus Ben. Okay. All right, gentlemen. I lock in your picks. You know what, Ben? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Californication. so strategic of you <laughs> Jafar knows that I love that album and that Ben fucking hates that album <laughs> true it's true um well I've said on this podcast before there's a Creedence song for every single occasion I'm going with Green Reverend 
Okay. All right, gentlemen. <clears throat> Pull Open up that, that. mixtape. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this one has like a, a little note. Uh, it's folded into like a triangle shape really intricately inside of it. So give me a second while Cootie I catcher, yeah. unravel this. No, it's the it's you know when you would pass the note to your friends and it would be like in this tight compact. You might have also used them for uh, paper football. Okay. Were you such a nerd that you didn't even play paper football? I didn't pass notes. I was paying attention. Oh, we are. <laughs> I, I played paper football. Uh, okay. I, I got notes very infrequently. Um, okay. Which album has the best B-side? All right. Now, for those of you who might not be certain what we're talking about, albums used to come in a two-sided variety. They were these big discs of wax um, or, or vinyl. I think wax earlier and then vinyl. Um, on which the music was scratched with a needle. And it doesn't even sound real as I describe it. Um, God, what's the fucking... Where does the B-side start? <laughs> uh, halfway through. Uh, look up the cassette listing. Um, because that would have been the thing that followed. And I think Californication came out while cassettes were a thing. I've actually... Okay, there was a vinyl release of Californication. I just gotta see uh, if it's got a track. Of course there was. Listing. There's been a vinyl re- release of everything, Ben. You don't need to get into it. But if it's funny, feel free to get into it. So, <laughs> the B-sides, it's a two-album. It's long enough to be two albums. Mm-hmm. Do I get B-side A, B-side I'm gonna, two, I'm gonna or say, both? I'm going to say that in the interest of... Because um, I really want B-side A. If I have to pick one, I'm taking B-side A. I'm going to say that of those four discs, you probably get three and four. Let's just consider that the album is divided in half. Ben, is your album only a single disc with an A and a B side? Yeah. It okay. came out during the age of vinyl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so we'll give you the second half of the album. Um, fun fact about this album um, and the time frame that it was released in. It was actually almost produced by David Bowie. Ooh. I don't know if you knew that. They, they had him ready to go. They had most of the songs written. And then at the last minute, they decided to go with Ruben, Rick Rubin instead. Who had done most of their albums up to that point? Yeah, um, I would love to hear this album with Bowie on the key on the uh, slides. What do you call it for the producer? The at the table. At the table. Okay. Um, and how different this album would sound under his direction? We don't have that. Uh, but the second half of this album definitely has some Bowie vibes to it. Um, Porcelain is a fucking great song. Yeah, Porcelain is, like, out of nowhere on this album. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's coming after uh, Californication and Easily, wrapping up the B-side of Disc A, <laughs> um, I guess, uh, which kind of ties things off there. And then it starts, the first thing on that disc would be, disc three is uh, Porcelain, which is just a great tune. Um, Amit Remus is really good. Um, Velvet Glove is really good. And then you flip it over and you get Savior, which is a really... I like Savior. Um, it's, a, it's a song that grew on me for sure. Yeah. Um, and then you end... Uh, the, I, do, I do love Savior, like the weird dichotomy like between like the... Da, 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 and then you go into like the... 
the more like kind of punchy. Yeah the, yeah, the punchier stuff. Um, Savior is like, hey, Flea, you want to have some fun on this one? He's all like, okay. Um, <laughs> I don't take have, it easy. Pun, I don't have take those, it easy. Let's, wild Thornberry's monies yet. Let, let's let's pause, um, let's pause for a second because I want to I want to remember some of this stuff. And, yeah, and we can listen to this stuff. Yeah, punchy is not the word I meant to say, but like the more like kind of like bum bum yeah. bum bum. It's like I don't know, I don't know. Rolling, rolling, rolling is a good yes. Um, okay, cool. Uh, leading into road tripping, um, which I mean could have been a theme song for this. It totally could <laughs> have. Um, road tripping's a great tune. Yeah. All right, I've rambled on a while, Ben. Okay, so Green River might be one of the deepest albums ever released it is basically just a greatest hits album that they didn't know they were all going to be greatest hits <laughs> so uh you hit the b-side you start with bad moon rising which is just a amazing track you end with nighttime is the right time but the second song on the b-side is my favorite Credence Clearwater Revival song, Lodi. We'll pause to play a little bit of it because we can do that. Just about a year ago I set out I have honestly listened to Lodi a hundred times. I love that song. I be- It is my favorite Credence song. Yeah. Th- this, the B-side of, uh, of Green River is five songs. Three of them are great. It is pound for pound, I think, one of the best B-sides out there. Yeah. Also, if it has any bearing, on this album, there are four songs that have their own Wikipedia page. <laughs> Three of them are on the B-side. <laughs> oh, man. So, Jafer, um, just in looking at the track list, I see that you forgot to mention uh, the phenomenal Chili Peppers number, I Like Dirt. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Um, I, like, I Like Dirt is probably the worst Chili Pepper song of all time. I, 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 personally, I've never liked that song. I didn't bring it up because I personally, I, I like Dirt. I like Dirt. It's, it's really, it's super repetitive. 
a it's, space is made of everything. It's yeah. it's really catchy. Like if you when you get past it's the real, I like dirt. It's yeah. yeah yeah. If you could just take the chorus out of the song, it'd be great. <laughs> but it's the chorus of a song. It's also got a fantastic flea baseline. It okay. does have a great baseline. That's yeah, yeah. that's true. I just I can't get over the chorus. And then of song. course, and then of course, you've got purple stain, which and this is like according to Anthony Kiedis, this is not me drawing straws or anything, is a uh, kind of a song that is about both um, a girl's uh, dyed hair staining your pillow and also going down on a girl while she's on her period. Um, that is oh, that is that is Anthony Kiedis. Not me. Maybe we'll cut that. So I, I, I will. Anthony Kiedis. There's a lot. Anthony Kiedis really likes ladies. Really likes well specifically like cocaine. I, I don't think Anthony no. Kiedis. Let, let us heroin. finish our bit, Ben. <laughs> let us finish our bit. <laughs> I don't think Anthony Kiedis really talks about like actual sex in anything. It's almost always like going down on girls or like feeling up ladies and like it's it's never like there's there are exceptions obviously but I mean I'm thinking of like the video in, in the video for Around the World he literally makes love to like this hologram lady <laughs> he does um, um, I just feel like lyrically speaking Anthony Kiedis <laughs> makes a lot more allusions to what we would refer to as first through third base uh, in middle school nomenclature, uh, uh, which, which was the age I was when this album came out. Okay, so. la- ladies and gentlemen, this is a dramatic reading of the subtlety of Anthony <laughs> Kiedis, okay? This is from the song Apache Rose Peacock off of uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Uh, oh, good brother, just when I thought that I had seen it all, my eyes popped out, my dick got hard, and I dropped my jaw. I saw a bird walking down the block, Name Apache Rose Peacock. Could not speak. I was in shock. I told my knees to please not knock. Yeah, you're right. There is there isn't there isn't a an explicit reference to sex in that. Um, I'm I'm sure it exists. And of the people sitting at the table, you would be the person to know. I can only speak to what I remember of Anthony Kiedis outside of the album I listened oh, he, to. Oh, oh hold on, hold on. Later in the song. Chicken strut your butt, let's rock. Getting it on under your frock. There you go. Okay. There it is. Flowing like a flame all through the night. My girl's insane, but it's all right. Yeah. So. Anthony Kiedis, poet laureate of a generation. (laughs) And when I say poet laureate, I'm not referring actually to the official position of poet laureate, which uh, Anthony Kiedis has not received. Um, It was mostly Maya Angelou there for a while. Yeah. Uh, when um, when Anthony Kiedis was putting out these albums that we were just referencing. Yeah. Oh, it was okay. just the anniversary of her death. Was it? Oh, yeah. man. That's she was great. Yeah, she was. Okay. Um, I think this one comes down to... I, I, I have to decide if I'm going to go with personal bias or... Um, Personal bias, which would lead me to believe that the second half of the Red Hot Chili Peppers album is better because I love the Red Hot Chili Peppers album, or uh, the Credence album because three of those songs are legitimately the best songs on the album. I think that, you know, the first four songs of Californication are the most well-known and most rocking off that album. I mean, the first four that, I mean, Road Trippin' was a single. Yeah. Um... 
Road Tripping is awesome because uh, John Frusciante plays a uh, guitar solo um, on a broken. Or no, that's sorry, that's Scar Tissue. Is Scar, Scar Tissue is on this? Is it? On yeah, it? Scar Tissue's track three. Yeah, the yeah. first four tracks of this are Around the World, Parallel Universe, Scar Tissue, and Other Side. And yeah. to be honest, I think it's. And you're the judge, so feel free to disagree with me here. Um, I don't think you hold the A side of the album being better against the B side. True. Okay. Yeah. Because you That's could fair. just That's as easily take that around and say, well, Ben's A side isn't as good as mine. So, I mean, the A side is also really, really good. <laughs> <laughs> these are both really good albums. We yeah. drafted these yeah. for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, we're um, talking about the B side. Let's talk about the B side. Okay, Ben. Um, I'm going to give you the final word here. You have one chance to say something to convince me to pick your album over Jaffer's because I listened to Jaffer's in my formative years yeah. and it is deeply held within my soul in a place of importance and love. Um, John Fogarty could actually have been a poet laureate and it three out of the five songs are absolute bangers. It is a 66 or it is a 60% success rate. Oh God. I'm about to give something to Anthony Kiedis. Yeah. I'm, I'm crowning Anthony Kiedis, the poet laureate. Fucking it, bullshit. Th- this is this is me. This is not you, Ben. I'm so sorry, but this is me. Um, it's it's not just you. I fucking we listen. We were at the same point in our lives when we listened to this album. About um, like I'm sorry. I thought there was supposed to be objectivity here. Where did you, you get? Where did you, you get that silly idea? That's what I do. <laughs> is this why I always lose? You, you won last one, Ben. <laughs> Okay, well maybe we should take a brief, uh, a brief pause. No, no, because I'm taking you down now. It is you versus me. That I'm is, coming for you, Chris. That is that okay. is what's okay. next, and Ben does lock in. Okay, Ben, I need to pee though. I don't care. Use your cup. <laughs> you peed before we started. <laughs> I drank the whole cup of fruit tea. I need to pee again. We can probably get one out, but if you want to wait, that's fine. Go. No, go pee. I I'm fine. I can I can make it. Ben. All right, you lock it first. I'm taking the album that for some reason Chris did not expect me to pick. I'm taking Electric Ladyland by Jimi Hendrix. There must be some kind of way out. Okay. Um, <laughs> fight fire with fire, Sergeant Peppers. It was twenty years ago today. Sergeant Pepper taught the band to play. They've been going in the night style. Okay. Electric Ladyland versus Sergeant Peppers. Just, just be clear, Ben. I hope we're still friends but I like this fire in you. Yeah. Song three is now your motto for life. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Who's better off? Hmm. Ben? <laughs> Electric Ladyland's a real weird album. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, shit. Oh, God. Song three is Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Song three is Crosstown Traffic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So in the battle of tripping out forever um, and 
tripping out in traffic. <laughs> Let's hear it, Ben. Okay. Uh, why, why are you going to do well with, with song three as your motto for life? Well, uh, so one thing that's nice about this is it's the first real, like, recognizable sing, uh, single on the song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Electric yeah. Ladyland. Weird album. Uh, weird in the good way, but it's like, hey, you, there's a, there are songs on there that are 60 seconds long, and there are songs on there that are 15 minutes long. The reason I was surprised that you took it, Ben, is that it is, as far as, like, Hendrix albums go, a fantastic Hendrix album, and I didn't know you were a Jimi Hendrix fan. Uh, what is the second to last song on that album? Oh, All Along the Watchtower? What follows that up? Voodoo Child? Slight Return. Slight Return. Yeah. It also has Voodoo <laughs> Child, which it also has 15 minutes long. <laughs> it also has Have You Ever Been to Electric Lady? <laughs> yes, but that is... But none of those songs are song three. Yeah. <laughs> Cross but, town! You know, it, it is talking about how this this woman is the same as trying to get across town, which is something I understand having to drive through downtown Detroit every day. <laughs> um just how impenetrable somebody can seem. Phrasing? Mentally. Like to get to to get to their their essence. So I want to know you. It's Jimmy, you can never be sure. Continue. Yeah. I, I want I want to know you. I want to 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 see what's in there. But I'm I know it's gonna take a while. But you know what? I'm willing to put the time in. And do 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 It's always hard to argue against something when you really like it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's you know, you're like crosstown traffic, so hard to get through to you. Crosstown traffic, I don't need to run over you. Crosstown tra- town traffic, all you do is slow me down, and I got better things on the other side of town. You know, it's, you know, sometimes it ain't worth your time. Okay. Sometimes it ain't worth your time. Gotcha. That's the, mo- that's the motto, that's the message we're taking away. Yeah. That, that's how you're going to live no, your life now. No when to cut your losses. Okay. Gotcha, okay. Chris. I feel like in order to explain why um, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, the third um, track on this album, um, no relation, of course, to uh, lysergic diethylamide. Um, no. The, no, chem- no. the chemical compound uh, that the Beatles are on record is not having done, uh, at least bef- when they recorded this song. <clears throat> yeah, sure. So this story, um, I was walking down the street one day um, and I stepped into a puddle. And when I came out the other side, um, I was in a boat on a river. Okay. Um, and, and somebody was like, hey, Chris. And I turned around and it was me. And I said, hey, Chris. And then he turned around and looked at me. And then and it went back like a mirror. Um, and so I was like, yeah, okay. And I dove out of the boat. Okay. Um, except that I wasn't in water anymore. I was on land. Um and I was surrounded by tangerine trees. Yeah, okay. Not trees that grow tangerines, but that are made of tangerine, like a tree that you could peel. Um, and it, inside tangerines, right? Okay. And it's it's growing in the ground. The ground is um, is like licorice, you know, but it's but it's like moving. 
Okay, well, moving yeah, so you you can survive where you are. There's food. Um, I don't know if I would eat it. Um, because it's like it's moving and, and it's I, licorice, and, and I think it's alive. Um, okay. Yeah, and uh, who? Lucy in the sky with diamonds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lu- Lucy in the sky with diamonds. Yeah, Lucy in the sky with diamonds. So there's a lot of diamonds. Uh, so you're rich. Uh, no, they're in the sky. Uh, well, Lucy's in the sky. You're not. Yeah, but just any, anything in the sky falls. Picture yourself in a train. Okay. I'm in a, a station. Train. With station. plasticine porters. What? What is that? Plasticine is like plaster. They're made of plaster, but they're carrying your luggage like they're regular people. The people are made of plasticine? Yes. Or and are they like mannequins? I I think they they have names, they have feelings. I think that they are They're people. Okay. Um but 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 don't forget about the girl at the turnstile cuz she has kaleidoscope eyes. Okay. You're losing me again. I've lost myself. Ben gets the point. <laughs> Lucy in the sky with diamonds. Lucy in the sky with diamonds. Lucy in the sky with diamonds. These were not the optimal choices for this one. (laughs) But I'm glad this was a criteria. Yeah, so Ben learns a life lesson and you're lost in some terrible reality where you can't eat anything and there are plastic people. Uh, yes. I'm sorry, I, I, Chris. I go on a, I go on a um, lysergic diethylamide field nightmare from which there is no escape ever. Okay. So, uh, yeah, Ben is better off definitively. But I'm going to make the best album after this. Yeah. That's, I mean, assuming you make it out of this. Uh, okay, Ben gets the point. The Beatles did. And that's the end of round one. All right. And we're all tied up again. Um, but we shouldn't be. <laughs> but we are. But we are. And we're round two now, so we're moving on. Round two. All grudges are gone. Okay. <laughs> are um, you sure, Ben? <laughs> no, I'm not. I don't no, think, I'm not. <laughs> I don't think that you're sure. I think that you're still salty. It's probably, it's fine. It's fine. We're moving on. It's Jafar versus Chris. I've got first pick. Lock it in. I'm going to go with Fleetwood Mac Rumors. You can go your own way. I think that it's a marvelous night for a moon dance. All right. By Van Morrison. We were born before the wind. Also younger than the sun. Yeah, the bonnie boat was one as we sail into the mystic. Song to song. Head to head, draft your best song and argue why it's superior. So we're going the cream of your albums up against each other. I suddenly wish that I had drafted a cream album. <laughs> yeah, that would be a mean, good album. <laughs> yeah. 
cream shell good. Mm. I mean, it wouldn't have been my choice for Clapton. Fresh cream is is my favorite. Cream fresh. No, fresh cream is actually the name of a, of a cream. I just made a very in cream joke that people who are fans of cream will get. Um, but ironically, people who are fans of cream might not get it. <laughs> oh man, looking at the B side here. Yeah, starts with the chain. Oh Whew. God, the chain is so good. You know, the chain wasn't even a single on Rumors. What the fuck? It's got like one of the one of the most iconic bass lines in all of rock music, and they didn't think to release it as a single. They, there were four singles from it, and it was "Go Your Own Way," "Dreams," "Don't Stop," and "You Make Love and Fun." It must have been the times, man. Because yeah, Ben, you know the the bass line we're talking about from this one. No, it's the you'll boom, never break the chain. Boom, 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 boom. Yes. Yes. It is so iconic that people who don't know fucking rumors or Fleetwood Mac or the chain, they know that baseline. Well, when when you when you <laughs> when you said the 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 hook, I knew it. Yeah. Oh God, what do I want to pick off this album? There's too much good on this album. All right, fair. I'm thinking. I'm gonna need you to pull the trigger on one. Don't worry. None of the others will be jealous. Um, maybe this is Fleetwood Mac that we're talking about, right? They'll they'll be jealous, but they'll write excellent music about it. I mean, that is that is the whole album. Who writes better songs about being emotionally damaged, Fleetwood Mac or uh, Taylor um, Swift? No, Amanda uh, Palmer. Natalie Palmer. Amanda Palmer. Amanda Palmer. Yeah. Best al- song on the album. It's hard to say if that's true. But there is only one song on Rumors that every member of Fleetwood Mac has a writing credit for. And that's The Chain. All right. And that's what I'm taking. All right. And you won't ever break The Chain. Um, I'm going into The Mystic uh, because it is one of my favorite songs in the whole world. Okay. Jafar, why is The Chain the best song? Can we just listen to it? And can that be my whole argument? No, <laughs> no. Well, let's let's listen to a brief, um, a very brief uh, snippet of the song. Wasn't that lovely? Chain, chain, chain. I mean, also a very good chain song with chain. Um, yeah. Different though. So I, I see. Man, the chain is so good. <laughs> You know what? Maybe maybe two minutes of you just being like, man, it's so good. It's like, just do that into your microphone for two minutes. And I think you got it. You know? It's so good, guys. Just it trust is, me. It's great. It's so good. The chain is what happens when you've got a band of five... Five... I had to make sure I got that right. I didn't want to fuck it up. (laughs) Um, Five super talented people. Um, And almost every song on Rumors, there was a lot of strife in the band at the time. Why was there so much strife? Uh, Because everybody be fucking everybody. In the fun way or in the bad way? (laughs) In this case, yes. (laughs) Um, Like... They, everyone was breaking up with everyone. Everyone was sleeping with everyone. 
in this um, SOs or otherwise. There was lots of personal problems amongst the band leading into the recording of this, which is why every other song on this album has one writing credit. It is one member of a band wrote a song, brought it, and that the person who wrote that song sings that song on every single case for this album, with the exception of some backup vocals. And this is where they came together. Um, this is where they, has the, a band, they were the chain that was not going to be broken by this. Except for Stevie Nicks. Well, I mean, yes, but not now. Yeah. Like, later, yes. <laughs> um, obviously, Fleetwood Mac did eventually break up. Uh, well, Stevie Nicks left Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Yeah, to record her own very successful album. Married to two different members of Fleetwood Mac. Yikes. While that <laughs> album was being recorded and released. Um, <laughs> uh, divorcing Lindsay Buckingham and moving and uh, marrying uh, Mick Fleetwood. Um, Mick Fleetwood, star of Star Trek The Next Generation. Yeah, so it was, a, <laughs> it was, about, it was about four years. Yeah, so she left Fleetwood Mac in 81, yep. which also is after she uh, divorced Mick Fleetwood to marry Don Henley, who she then divorced and married um, Jimmy Levine, Iovine, 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 thank yeah. you, um, who's a super, super famous producer. Mm-hmm. Isn't he the guy in the uh, documentary we watched? Yeah, the yes, de- yeah, he's the guy who co-founded Beats with Dr. Dre. Yeah, the Defiant Ones. If you've not seen this, um, it, like the last episode of it is basically just a paid commercial for Beats and <laughs> Apple. But man, the first the first couple of episodes are fucking great. So the chain is the moment where Fleetwood Mac come together and decide to stick it out. Obviously that didn't last forever, <laughs> come, but it come together, decide to stick it out. <laughs> it's almost like I've been listening to a lot of music <laughs> that we will be talking about and might be subconsciously referencing lyrics. Um, and in that process, make themselves and everyone who listens to it stronger. All right. Um, into the mystic. Uh, is damn it! I had the lyrics pulled up, and then I then I did some googling to help figure out when Stevie Nicks left Fleetwood Mac. Um, okay, so "Into the Mystic" is a song that is both surprisingly um, specific. Um, it is ostensibly just about the general ambiance of like a coast side town. Um, but it's also about making love, Ben. It's about making love to a lady with the uh, the breeze coming in from the ocean on a lovely summer day. Um, and it's about how the walls that keep us separate from other people come down in our moments of intimacy. And we come together and come together into like a strange, mystical moment of loss of self. Um, yeah. Into the Mystic, probably the best song ever written about making love to somebody while foghorns blow. Probably right. I can't name another song with the foghorns to counter. Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald? Oh, 
Yeah, there are fall <laughs> That's not a good making love song. It's I know, great, but if your shit's going song. down, like... Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hold, hold on a second. <laughs> the Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Yes. As a song to make love to. Uh, it has a couple of things that it lacks. Um... We don't need to get into this. <laughs> this is this is good leaving it on the table where it is and letting the listener's imagination take it where it needs to go. Okay. Make your own jokes. I'm just gonna, we trust I'm you just going to say that if you made love to that song, chances are you are wearing a very itchy wool sweater. That is a wool sweater that is never coming unstarched. Yeah. Oh. 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 oh God. Okay, Ben, you got to right. pick. Uh, Fair gets the point. What? <laughs> Motherfucker, you got us on the Edmund Fitzgerald. Maybe, I, maybe the choice didn't have anything to do with the Edmund Fitzgerald. It didn't. Shane's real good, Chris. Shane is real good. Okay. Okay, next up, Ben versus Jafar. I mean, just for the record... You have the inferior version of it, but it is a great song. What's the superior version? Off of the live album, The Dance. Oh, well, yeah, but... Yes. Yeah, But we said no lives. I know, we, yes, we, I know. <laughs> believe me, that's like my number two pick for the live draft. <laughs> live album draft is The Dance. Yeah. Um, I just didn't Number want... one alive, 2007, calling it now. Anyways, <laughs> um... <laughs> Moving forward, not Ben. A, not yep. Alive 2017. Okay. And there was no Alive 2017. Don't remind me. Heartbreak I'm sad in our breaks. That was the worst thing that happened to me that year. Um, 2017? It was a bad year, Jafar. <laughs> I got married in 2017, man. I've always got that. Yeah. Wait, let me let me check something real quick because timing is weird. Yeah, no, but we died in 2016. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, I know you saved it for this moment, so I'm gonna set you up. I'm going Revolver, The Beatles. Abbey Road. Oh, darling, please believe me. I'll never do you no harm. What's the best album to work on your night moves to? I'm assuming this is, uh, well, that would be the song Night Moves by Bob Seger. Okay, I was assuming this was to work on my Batman-esque crime fighting. I'll leave it up to your interpretation. Night Moves could either mean your uh, tactics of vigilantism when it comes to apprehending criminals, um, or it could refer to making love in the night um, and being aware of your own mortality and how you will look back on this years and years into the future and inside of yourself. You go first. All right. Well, I mean, it's Revolver. So, uh, you know, right, right, you know, quick off the bat, I'm only sleeping. It's my night moves. I start off sleeping. (laughs) 
But then, I love you too. And we're here, there, and everywhere. <laughs> and then she said, she said, good day, sunshine. Because we made it all the way through the night. And you know what happens right at the sunshine? And your bird can sing. They're chirping outside. Welcoming you to a new day. Because you made love all night long. Because I gotta get you into my life. Succinct. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, Night Moves, the album by Bob Seger, is about uh, growing up and becoming a man, as it were. I thought it was about bad high school sex. Well, it's that's part of growing up and becoming a man. Um, so, uh, oh God, is there a way to like put a double explicit warning on this episode? <laughs> Cause this one got away from us, gentlemen. This, this one got away from us. Um, so, uh, Abbey Road, uh, I mean, if you're working on your night moves, um, you just, God, I don't want to rely on the B side too much. Uh, cause the B side is fucking everything. Just period. The B-side is fucking everything. Mr. Mustard and the Queen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Her Majesty's a pretty nice girl. Someday I'm going to make her mine. But she doesn't have a lot to say. She doesn't have a lot to say, but that kind of fits with making your night moves. Um, <laughs> the Queen? <laughs> I'm Listen, <laughs> I am not going to speak for who wrote that song, Paul. I, yeah, I'm not yeah, going to speak yeah, for Paul. That there. was Paul. That was Paul. Cheeky bastard. Cheeky bastard. <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm not going to speak for him and his. Uh, maybe, maybe not crush on the queen. That's fine. That's his business. Um, I mean, fucking watch the crown. I mean, there's only a 30 year difference between their ages. If if so. we're looking for a song to like start your night moves with, as it were, um, we only need to look at the uh, first two tracks of Abbey Road uh, come together and something <laughs> uh, come together. I'm not going to make the obvious there. Okay. Um, it could, it could also just be about getting together as in you meeting, you know, not necessarily the more explicit that you're giggling about right now. Um, something, you know, so, something in the way she moves, man. Uh, that's, God, fuck, that's my favorite Beatles song, man. I fucking love something. I would take something as a better George Harrison song than My Guitar Gently Weeps, personally. Wow, bold claim. Um, and that that's for me. That's not for everyone. That's, that's taste. They're both fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. But something's always been one of my favorite Beatles songs, and it's a really nice song for... Uh, you know, the start of a nice evening. Mm-hmm. Loath as I am not to give it to Abbey Road, I think Ben made the better argument on this one. But I hate not giving it to Abbey Road, but I'm giving it to Ben. Those were in order, just so you know. <laughs> I cut a few out, but I was going through the, the album in order. <laughs> All right, Chris and Ben. Chris, you pick first. Last match before the finals. Okay. Um, 
down to the down to the line like this, um, I know that there's only thing that I can rely on, um, and that is um, it's a little help from my friends because we make a podcast together and we're good friends. All right. Yeah, I was, and also it's the return of Joe fucking Cocker, the Arch Chimney Mage. Order of the British Empire, Chris. Order of the British Empire, Ben. Oh, baby, I was like, but you already used Sergeant Peppers. What's he talking about? <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, I didn't mention it during the draft. I have the same song on two different albums. <laughs> well, uh, if you're going to, you know, one of those wells, something that something that we've covered on this uh, podcast a lot, I'm going to go with the thing we've referenced the most. I'm going Cut Him Loose by the Kickstand Band. Which, seriously, check it out. It's, it's really, album. really good. Yeah. It's only three songs, but they're all really good. It's your magical day. What song is the best first dance? Um, it doesn't specify which magical day this may or may not be. I will leave that to you as part of your uh, debate. There are many magical days in somebody's life. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I want to know what magical day it is as part of your pitch. Okay. What would you do? If I sang out of tune, would you stand up and walk out on me, Jafar? I mean, if we were at a show and you were singing out of tune, I might. Depends on if we were playing or not, I suppose. <laughs> Probably not, though. Probably not. In, in principle, you'd, you'd... It, de- it depends on what's going on. What day is it, Chris? I heard it's magical. It is a magical day. Um, how do I feel at the end of the day? Before this day, I felt pretty sad. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, do I believe in love at first sight? I wasn't certain that it happened all the time. What fucking day is it, Chris? <laughs> That's the day I met you guys. Aww. And we're dancing? <laughs> Anything that comes at you in life, you can get through with a little help from your friends. Um, and this is episode 25? 26? Five, I think. 25. No. Okay. Or maybe 26. This maybe is, 26. This is, 26. An ad- this is an advanced episode of our podcast that we've been doing together for a while. Um, and I would not be doing this podcast if I hadn't met you guys. And I met you guys in college 
when I was kind of still a sad little dude. And I'm not a sad dude right now because I'm sitting in a podcast bunker, albeit with some sort of mysterious overlord forcing us, um, uh, encouraging us <laughs> uh, to draft our favorites. Um, but yeah, after 26 episodes of this, I'm really happy we're, that we're doing this, guys. 26. 26 episodes. We've done this for half a year, and we're just noticing right now. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's special. So yeah, I get by with a little help from my friends. All right. Well, as nice as that was, and that was very nice, I think the special day, the magical day that my song is referring to is the day after prom. High school prom. And the song is Regret You. It's, it, it may sound like that's not a good thing, but what it is is it's a song about all the things they've done that they regret. But you know what? I don't regret you. You know what? Parts of this experience were not great, but I don't regret you. And, you know, especially on the, the tail end of high school, which I get to vicariously experience over and over and over again because my wife is a is a high school uh, teacher. Uh, <laughs> you get to see the kids who are coming to the age where they realize, oh, all that stuff from middle school didn't matter. You know what? That stuff from sophomore year didn't matter. And I did a lot of stuff because I was worried about, you know, who I was, or I did a lot of stuff because I was pressured into it. But you know the stuff that will really matter? I don't regret that. And you know what? Sometimes the stuff that you do regret leads into stuff you don't, and that's okay. That is not a that is not a controversy. That is not uh, disassociation. It's allowed to be muddy, muddy and confusing because that's life. Uh, ask for clarification. Is it about like us? And we're somehow high schoolers again, and it's the day after prom for us. No, in this oh, hypothetical, no, no, no. or just in no. general, <laughs> this is like you know your high school sweetheart or your friends you had a uh, you know okay. a rocky tumultuous okay. friendship. No, I, I got it now. Chris yeah. wins for pandering. Fri- <laughs> friendship wins. Ben, I'm really happy we're doing this together. Yeah, and I'm glad you guys are pandering back and forth to each other. You. I even asked you for clarification and gave you a chance. We didn't go to high school together. <laughs> yeah, I, I asked if it was some hypothetical where we're doing the thing and it's, you're talking about the pod, but you weren't talking about the pod. So, Chris wins. You didn't ask us to prom, Ben. You could have asked us to prom, Ben. With you the go three proms and they were, n- none of them were good experiences. <laughs> so I did the day after prom. <laughs> ben, I hope that after this podcast episode is done that you don't regret us. I do. Well, <laughs> with that, it's the end of the second round. Yep. And we're all tied at two. <laughs> Holy <Awesome>. shit. <laughs> We've been dreading this circumstance for the entire run of our podcast. What does that mean, gentlemen? 
The coin. Wait, the coin. The coin does not have three sides. We can't no, just flip a coin. We, no, got we have a plan for this because I do not have just one Eisenhower silver dollar. I've got a stack of them. Oh, those are solid coins. Yes, they are. This is going to be the loudest thump in podcast history. Right. So the um, way this works is we all flip them at the same time, and the two that match go to the finals. If we all match, we do it again. Okay. All right, gentlemen, do you have the coin? Just in case anyone's wondering and they go, but what if only one matches? It's a two-sided coin. That's impossible. Also, you guys have to remember, when, when one of us says the coin, you are compelled to say it after. Yes, the coin. The coin. Oh god. Knights. This episode is definitely called Draft the Universe Knights. Three, two, one. Heads. Heads. That's me. Heads. Tails. Alright, it's Ben and I. Can I get those back, gentlemen? Has decided by the coins. That's a nice thump. Yes. Yeah, it's some good thump. Good, yeah. some good thumpings in there. I'm just happy we haven't used the coin in a while. It's been a while since yeah. we've used the coin. Um, I've the- had it sitting here in front of me. <laughs> so those listeners that have been wondering for a while why Ben makes us say the coin after he says the coin, or maybe why our production company is called The Coin Productions, is because Ben has some big fucking coins that he really likes. Yeah. And we decided on our first episode that if we ever got into situations where we needed to you know, call a tie, mm-hmm. um, that we would flip the coin. Yeah. For the for coin. Any, for any, ben, you just broke coin. your... There. Okay. For <laughs> the any, uh, any uh, people who really love coins, it is an Eisenhower Bicentennial Silver Dollar. The coin. The, the coin. Nice. All right. Well, Ben, now that I am firmly out of contention for the for winning this... Mm-hmm. Are you are you are you no longer upset with me? I mean, I'm except upset with both of you because you pandered back and forth to each other. You had every <laughs> opportunity. You know how this game works. I'm sorry. And don't pretend you didn't, by the way. Don't pretend like you're innocent over here in no panderland. Like that's some place. <laughs> no panderland. Oh my god. I don't want to go to no panderland. I like China. Because <laughs> the panders are all gone. <laughs> oh. Oh. Ben. <laughs> I'm in a dark place today, guys. We're going to need to do, um, so we, we remembered um, just, I think, maybe a couple of days ago that we had forgotten to do a segment that we considered at one point pretty important, uh, and that is apologies. We're going to have to bring that back next episode. Yeah, I, I realized that because I I, miss, I mixed up J- Joel Edgerton and Taryn Edgerton. Oops. It's fine. I'm We're sorry. Fine. <laughs> We're fine. Yes. Okay. Also, Jafer um, has said many disparaging things about the Welsh. Uh, hey, uh, no, I the Welsh and I are good. Um, we need to figure out which one of us is going first, though. Um, y- you drafted first. I did. I did pick first. Okay. Um, as it is the last round, all of your picks are unlocked. Yep. You can throw as you wish. I'm not doing this to be a dick, Ben. I don't believe you. <laughs> I'm doing this because I only got to talk about the back half, half of an album that has a really, really strong front half. I don't believe you. And I would like to talk about how fucking great Around the World and Scar Tissue are. Amongst others. 
Uh, so for that, I'm going Californication by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I would like to go to Electric Ladyland, but I believe that's the room in the back of the bunker with all those androids that just stare at you. Wait, um, what? Wait, they they only stare at you? Wait, what? I only crack open the door and they all Ooh. just the red eyes just turn. What? You should What? You Guys, should, you should go in. They're really nice. I don't believe you. <laughs> Where is this room? I've never gone anywhere but here, the kitchen, the bathroom, and the doorway. It's like, it's like you know the, the hallway where the dark room is down? No. Okay, well that'll explain it, yeah. Maybe you've, you've, you've blocked this one out. You have to go through the chokey to get there. The chokey? We'll go on a walk after. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. There's a lot more to this bunker. Oh, oh, oh okay, okay. Okay. What's your pick, Ben? Um, so as much as I would like to do that, I, I'm already a little fr- afraid of Electric Ladyland because it's you know just a little ways away. Uh, but I think I'm going to go with the strongest album on this on my list. I'm going back to Green River. Californication. I will say again. I could have I could have pandered really hard and made Chris judge his cousin's band, <laughs> but I didn't do that. Which album makes the best first impression? The first four tracks of this album are fucking phenomenal. It's one of the strongest first four runs on an album that I can recall. Uh, possibly only topped offhand uh, by uh, Daft Punk Alive, or not Alive, um, Daft Punk Discovery um, for first four songs in a row. You've got Around the World, Parallel Universe, Scar Tissue, and Other Side. Um, And specifically, first impression, Around the World hits and hits hard. It's one of my favorite openings to any album that's not by Coheed and Cambria. Um, Not to pander further, but they fucking nail their album openings every time. Mm -hmm. Uh... You know exactly what you're in for for the next hour. You're there, 
you you know what's going to come and it's just all out on the table in true chili pepper style <laughs> the, the next hour gonna get a little weird yeah yeah it is <laughs> is it only an hour because you said four cds oh no it's cd-rom is called a lot more music oh two cds it's one cd oh okay it's two double-sided <laughs> vinyls Oh, okay. Yeah, I understand. That's that's a, that's something that we should probably make clear. Modern albums, significantly more storage space. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. All right, Ben. Okay. Well, we heard how uh, how Californication opens up. Uh, this is how Green River opens up. So it starts off with that nice, you know, just funky Creedence guitar that is just so great, followed by just John Fogarty's unmistakable voice. And I think if you're trying to uh, to introduce somebody to uh, Creedence, uh, Green River is perfect uh, because it is, you know, it's from a different time, so it's not nearly as long. And in the uh, nine songs on the album, there are five that I could, would consider essential credence. We've got, it starts off with Green River, right into Commotion. And then the B-side, we already talked about Bad Moon Rising, Lodi, and uh, The Nighttime is the Right Time. So it is, if you are trying to, you know, introduce somebody to credence and make that first impression of a band... I cannot think of something that has as many uh, hits per try. You know, this is hitting over 50%. I, I can't think of another album with that success rate that's not a greatest hits album. All right. So as you've stated, Ben, we have um, the the funky swamp guitar yeah. of uh, CCR coming in, followed by John Fogarty's um, unmistakable vocals. On the Chili Peppers album, you have um, the unmistakable bass of Flea followed by Anthony Kiedis howling, um, mm -hmm. which that's his that's his thing. He does that. that he howls <laughs> and he doesn't wear shirts. That's that's who he is. <laughs> he yeah. knows. He knows for sure. He wears shirts a little bit more now, but not nearly as much as somebody his age should probably wear <laughs> shirts. Um, that to me, to be fair, he's in good shape. Um, he is. I mean, moment outside of this whole debate, Anthony Kiedis is the weakest member of that band. <laughs> That's saying something, because he's not terrible. It's just, his lyrics don't mean anything. He's low rent Iggy Pop. <laughs> mm. All the more reason why I wish this album was produced by David Bowie, but that's <laughs> neither here nor there. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I'm going to say, because I said that, low rent Iggy Pop's still pretty good, because Iggy Pop is great. <laughs> <laughs> Iggy Pop is great. Man, blah, blah, blah is criminally underrated. Anyways. Okay. Well, we'll just do it song to song. I think that Around the World is fantastic. You've got that flea bass line. Um, it immediately transitions from something that is very heavy, almost medley, to something that is funky, a little bit of hip-hop almost. Mm -hmm. Which is 
that whole album. There's a lot of that in that, yeah, in yeah. that album. Yeah, there's a lot of dynamic changes. Yeah. Um, on Ben's side, you've got something that is like all of Credence Clearwater's best songs have a distinct Credence sound. Um, and uh, Green River is it like it's it's like like you said it's the the twangy funky uh well i said swamp guitar because every time i hear credence in my mind i'm either on a riverboat <laughs> or or i'm on a fan boat in a swamp um i always want to like have a, a cup of gumbo afterwards meanwhile if i listen to the chili peppers i kind of want you know a bottle of water because i've taken too much mdma <laughs> um this is a very, very tough decision. I think that ultimately what it comes down to is that Green River represents Credence throughout their careers. The Red Hot Chili Peppers were several different bands before Californication and several different bands afterwards. So while Around the World is fantastic and it's an introduction uh, to exactly who they were in the 90s, I think that the best first impression goes to Credence. Interesting fact. Did you know John Fogarty's from California? So is it. Oh, actually, no. Anthony Kiedis is from Michigan. Michigan. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> so Ben takes first, which puts me in second again, which means I'm picking the topic. Oh, Lord, he's stuck in second again. Can I get yeah. a, Maybe we can have a Jafar in second place jingle. Um, <laughs> maybe maybe that's on the Draft of the Universe uh, bingo board. Jafar gets second. It's the free space. Um, in the uh, Draft the Universe drinking game where you get drunk at the end of every episode, finish your drink and grab another and finish it if Jafar finishes in second. Um, See, here's, here's what I think But here, here Here's what all those things have in common, though. Yeah. Is drinking games uh, attached to podcasts, uh, bingo, jingles. They're all fads. Fads of different times. And that's what we're drafting next. All right. All right. That's excellent. Chris, you got first pick. You feeling pogs? I think feeling pogs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can I do the first ever first pick in a different episode? Go for it. First pick, pogs. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I thought he was going to go with flagpole sitting. <laughs> Oh, what? Flagpole sitting. You'll learn about it on the next episode. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Is that where someone sits on a flagpole? Yep. For days. Yeah. Okay. So tune in next time (laughs) with the complete look of disbelief on Chris's face. Ben took this to so many weird places today. All right. That's all, folks. <laughs> we need you to take us out. <laughs> uh, uh, thanks, as always, uh, to the Kickstand Band for their song, How It Feels. You can find that off of the album uh, Cut Em Loose yep. on uh, bandstand.com. Uh, Bandcamp. Oh, man, it's the first time in so many episodes I've done that. <laughs> uh, and, of course, uh, shoot us an email at draftuniverse@gmail.com. Let us know what albums you liked, what fads uh, took your life by storm, and which ones you'd love to see back. 
As always, check us out at facebook.com slash draftuniverse. Our Twitter handle is at draftuniverse, and on both platforms, use the hashtag draftuniverse for the discussion. We'll see you next week. Good episode, guys. See you Good next episode. time. Good episode. Yeah. All right. What's that? Is that an envelope behind the track master? And also, do not uh, say anything very uh, important while I drink this thing that's full of ice. My pick is. <sighs> the secret is. <laughs> well, if you if you make that's it, all, that's all going to get edited. If out, you make fine. it a thing, it stays in the podcast. <laughs> it's up to you. It's it's fine. That butt material. Um, Did you say butt material? <laughs> butt materia. But materia. That's that, the worst magic item in Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> so. The butt materia. Or the best. I don't know. I'm not judging. Hey, man. Uh, <laughs> whatever you want to do. Okay. Bo- booty. Booty raw. Booty ga. <laughs> booty be praised. Um, or your name All is I know you. is I came 29 times for each man on the Edmund Fitzgerald. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God, Ben. <laughs> Be the worst thing you've ever said. <laughs> Happy future father's day. Please cut that out. <laughs> the, the, the whole thing? Because that, that is not getting cut out. <laughs> Maybe a button. Maybe a button. Oh, oh man. I feel bad. Uh, <laughs> this is why you don't say things on the radio, Ben. I'm just saying. You have to learn. Like that Kanye. Is, that is a wool sweater that is never coming unstarched. Yeah. Oh. 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 oh, God. Okay, Ben, you got to right. pick. Uh, fair gets the point. What? <laughs> Motherfucker, you got us on the Edmund Fitzgerald. You came for all of the sailors. Yeah. <laughs>